Florida Governor Ron DeSantis's surprise decision to drop out of the GOP presidential primary less than a week after the Iowa caucuses laid bare the challenges he faced in his efforts to topple former President Trump. In-depth analysis from Caroline Vakil, campaign reporter at The Hill. Caroline, take us through it. We can say that from the outs, even before the outside of his campaign to now, there were a number of sort of missteps and challenges that sort of bedeviled Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Um, but, you know, if we look back a year ago, this was a much different picture that we were talking about. I mean, DeSantis was off of a uh, nearly 20 point resounding win in his reelection bid in Florida. And meanwhile, former President Trump's endorsed candidates um, had basically struggled in the midterms and, and many of them didn't fare well. Um, but fast forward now, uh, you know, winning an election in Florida or a re-election gubernatorial bid versus trying to uh, win the presidency against a, a former incumbent uh, showed to be no small feat for DeSantis. And after how he uh, polled in Iowa, nearly 30 points behind Trump in Iowa, uh, former gov- uh, the Florida governor dropped out because he could see that there was going to be a very difficult path going forward after Iowa and the fact that he was also polling so lowly in New Hampshire. Jeez, I, I'm thinking back to what uh, the, the high praise he got for management of Florida during COVID, right? He, he was this resounding re-election victory. He was riding so high. Like, what happened? I think there were, you know, strategists will say there were a bunch of different things that happened. Um, I think one clear uh, issue that a lot of strategists talk to me about is the fact that DeSantis never really made a compelling argument for why voters should move to him and and peel away from Trump. Um, You know, essentially, in some ways, he wanted to move to the right of Trump and and to sort of out-Trump Trump, but he also had to walk this fine line and he didn't, you know, he was a little bit nervous in terms of trying to go after Trump more directly. And by the time he did, it was a little too little too late. Um, We're sort of seeing that kind of happening with former UN ambassador Nikki Haley right now, who has come out swinging a little bit more toward Donald Trump. But again, toward the later end of the GOP primary, and it's kind of raising questions of, is this going to be sort of enough for her to get across the finish line? Mm-hmm. We're speaking with Caroline Vakil, campaign reporter at The Hill. Her story is called How DeSantis Imploded in the GOP Primary. Um, there was, too, to understand, like some sort of outside management firm that was handling things for him that maybe didn't know him so well? So essentially there was his campaign um and then there was also the super PAC supporting him and i think the sort of infighting that we saw news outlets cover um you know between sort of his tallahassee you know group of advisors and then also um you know strategists like jeff Rowe at axiom and sort of that internal um infighting that was taking place um you know also the fact that i think it seemed to be along the way that the campaign and the super PAC may not have been on the same wavelength, which that's sort of one of the problems of, you know, and, and that's sort of a variable that any super PAC and campaign is going to have to sort of grapple with is that because you're not able to legally coordinate um, because the super PAC is independent, you have to kind of hope that you're going to be also working on the same page. And certainly DeSantis's super PAC has sort of tested the limits of what is ethical and um, legal in terms of uh, you know, that kind of close coordination. But the super PAC was doing so much of the, the work in terms of the ground game in Iowa, 
hosting him for events in, in Iowa and elsewhere. Um, but obviously those, those proved to not really be enough, kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier, not having a, a clear message about why me and not Trump. Um, some of the other things that kind of bedeviled him was having multiple resets in July, a couple yeah. months after he launched his campaign, the high cash burn rate that his campaign faced, um, I, I think kind of helped contribute to why we saw this collapse in the end. Thanks, Caroline. Caroline Vakil, campaign reporter at The Hill.